So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a life coach who ended a 20-year relationship with alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to quitting alcohol that breaks all the rules, amazing stories from women who are throwing a better party because of it, and how you can stop drinking and start living. This show is not a substitute for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a health professional if your alcohol consumption is a risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. It's Mary. I hope you are having a wonderful day. So if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, I would highly encourage you to go back and do so. These first few episodes are right in line with my five shift process to get alcohol out of the way. So to stop drinking and start living the life of your dreams and they really add on to one another. So I want to make sure you understand the full spectrum from beginning to end because it really is how we grow into awareness. We can't just kind of jump ahead of ourselves. We have to start from the beginning and the beginning is to start now. So you're here, so you already made the shift, but It's really important to understand the concepts thoroughly. So today's episode is called Got Curiosity. And so curiosity is this amazing place to be in, especially when you're experiencing a lot of change and transition in your life. So you don't slip into that place of impossibility and stay there or feeling defeated you step into a place of curiosity where you don't have to believe everything's going to be amazing, but you're open to what is possible. And so when it comes to changing your relationship with alcohol, this is such a useful tool to have with you at all times because we are in so many new places all of the time without drinking. 
Um, or even if you are drinking, you stay in this state of curiosity and it allows you to override your emotions of feeling deprived, feeling left out, feeling like you can't be yourself. All of these reasons that we have come up with for why we need to, you know, maybe drink in social situations. And of course, if you are drinking and you drink too much, your ability to tune into curiosity from the witness will be interrupted. But if you start and you commit to this practice of the curious observer, your drinking is less likely to get out of hand because you're always going to be coming at it from the place of the witness. So you'll actually be witnessing even more so what is actually happening in your body. And that is part of the witness and getting curious. How am I feeling with or without alcohol? And a lot of times while you're drinking and you're in this place, you start to notice that, wow, the feelings of the effects of alcohol when I slow down and I don't just throw caution to the wind and say, screw it, when I really tune into what the actual sensations are, don't actually feel that great. I always kind of joke around with my partner and say, you know, the effects of alcohol, when you slow down and watch them in any other circumstance or situation, we would think we are dying. We would call the call 911 and, you know, I'm lightheaded, I'm having hot flashes, I'm super irritable, I feel a little headachy all of a sudden out of nowhere. Um But because we get that flood of dopamine, we kind of overlook that. And there's only this like little bit of time at the beginning when you slow it down and you really observe it and pay attention. If you don't, you just kind of go along with for the ride and you just don't pay attention to anything. But when you slow it down and observe it, there's a little bit at the beginning where you kind of get warm and tingly, you get that flood of dopamine, and then that's shortly goes away and that's why we keep trying to replace it and fill it with more drinks that don't ever really kind of get to that first place that you were and so it turns into this habitual cycle and and when you get away from alcohol and you know that you know if you're kind of feeling in a little bit of a crappy place you even though if you might think about alcohol you're like yeah but I know that it's not going to be the fix I want it's just going to disappoint me so you really start to understand and see behind the facade of alcohol which is just amazing and so this shift cannot be missed and so Um, This is a quote from Ram Dass, who is a beloved psychologist and spiritual leader who we lost over the last year. One way to get free of attachment is to cultivate the witness consciousness. So last week, we talked about just the the presence of witness, and that is just being in that state of observation without judgment. But this week, we're going to move from Um, just the witness alone and add on curiosity. So you're still in that place of witness, but you're adding on questioning and you're, you're jumping into what's possible and hmm, how do, what does this really mean to me now? Because you'll see as an adult, you know, I had a 20 year relationship with alcohol from being a young woman now into motherhood. And so I had to really rediscover what so many of my passions and dreams and relationships really meant to me. And so it can be a 
process of deprivation or it can be a process, a beautiful process of self-discovery of looking at life and whole new possibility. And that's the interpretation I'm choosing to take and that my clients are choosing to take. So our lives, passions, relationships, they're all tied up in alcohol. And what do they even mean anymore? How do we really relate to our partner? Do we even, I've had my clients say, do I even like music? Do I even like sex? Um, Alcohol takes a strong hold on your interpretation of so many things that you love dearly and takes away the real wonder and awe of life. So a great place to start as a curious observer and to remember that this is a place free of judgment from yourself or for others because you will start to notice and be curious about kind of how other people are showing up too. But I want you to stay in that place of compassion, observation without judgment, because once we're trying to move away from stories, but we want to make sure we're turning towards good stories and not just stories of blaming and shaming and and vilifying things, because we want to gain ultimately all of the power back from alcohol. We want to be in control and take personal responsibility for all of it. So this is a fun little experiment. The next time you're out with people who drink, and if you're drinking or not, just simply watch the mood before and after just the ordering process of the alcohol, not even consumption. So everyone's kind of tense and tight and maybe the conversation isn't loose. And then as soon as the drinks are ordered before they are even consumed, everyone relaxes, everyone lets go. And it is amazing to watch because what you've just done is triggered your brain to say, it's coming, it's happening, don't worry. And that subconscious part of your brain that fights so hard and comes up with every single excuse to get that dopamine rush is already in that um, anxiety mode of, okay, when is it going to happen? Are we doing this? Are we not doing this? And so there's, there's kind of layers of the subconscious that you need, that need to be watched as you unravel this process of alcohol. And it's actually quite fascinating, even though at times it can, you can experience discomfort. Um, so just notice that it's a really interesting thing to watch and you'll, you can even notice it with yourself. I know that I would, you know, be really at antsy and agitated until I could get my drink order in. Sometimes I would even get a drink before I would like sit down at a table for dinner. Um, I always kind of had my alcohol consumption under control. (laughs) Um, You know, if I was going to a party, I made sure that I wasn't leaving it up to anyone to choose how I was going to be drinking or when I was going to be drinking because I never wanted to be in that place. Um, So you'll notice um, to also people who are regular drinkers sometimes tend to be kind of boring and grouchy until they have their first drink. I um, had many relationships like this actually where I loved hanging out with certain people when we were partying and when we were drinking together, but I would talk to them outside of that and I was kind of like, I don't really want to hang out with you if we're not drinking because you're kind of boring. Um, and it's because alcohol overrides the natural pleasure response of life because it's such a concentrated reward. And so there are things that you love, but alcohol really overshadows those that natural pleasure of life and so it will go back and that's what's so 
amazing. The body will, the body and the brain chemistry will um, even itself out once you start to unravel and pay attention to this process. But while you're in there, um, you know, thinking about doing something that you really love with alcohol might not give you the same joy that it once did because alcohol has completely overridden the pleasure of what you now interpret that thing to be. So it's just something to watch, to get curious about, and to see, um, you know, how do I show up to the things that I really love in my life and with the people that I really love? If this experience is truly pleasurable, why do I need alcohol? And so this is part of the curious observer. So just like ditching the judgment, you observe with curiosity, but you start to question things. You start to open yourself up to even more possibility by adding on a question. Why? How? You're digging deeper. You're saying, is this really the truth? <clears throat> and then from a place of the neutral witness, you simply start to watch with wonder and begin to question why. Curiosity is one emotion that you can live in and avoid further attachment. So you can be in curiosity with any relationship without becoming attached to the outcome or to the process of it. So it's a really great place to stay in. Um, when you're curious, it's almost impossible to become mad, angry, or shameful in the same moment. So curiosity is now going to override other emotions that you might be having associated with, say, if you're hungover or if you're at a party and you're not drinking and you're feeling deprived, you stay, you keep coming back to curiosity and it's going to override that feeling of discomfort that you might be having in that moment. So you can continue to enjoy yourself and question and discover your relationship with alcohol further. Curiosity is where you ask whether your beliefs around alcohol are really true. You stop taking them as fact and you begin questioning what is true. So I did this a lot with, you know, the taste of something. Do I really like alcohol for the taste? This is so many, especially adults that have been drinking for a long time. This is a big excuse for them. I just love the taste. I don't even really like the effects, but I just love the taste. Well, there's plenty of things to drink that do not have the effects of alcohol. And when you first started drinking red wine, you didn't just love the taste. Now, if you could take away all the effects of alcohol, of your favorite drink, would you still continue to drink that drink regularly? My, an my answer to that was no. My drink of choice, my favorite thing in the world were margaritas, good ones, <laughs> fresh squeezed lime and good tequila. And that smoky, salty, salt, you know, semi-sweet um, drink, I wouldn't just sit around sipping on all night if it didn't have the effects of alcohol. I know that. I was honest with myself about that. So you have to really tune into that place. And if it really was, I can find a limey, salty, smoky drink to drink if I really want to. Um, and so if you step into the curious observer role, you will be in the mind more of wonder and awe. And when you uncover a new truth that you didn't know about your relationship with alcohol, it moves out of the way with greater ease. So when I discovered that and when I realized like, no, this is just about the booze, like this is just about getting the alcohol, you start to just be onto it, but you also have to come at that place from 
from that compassion place because so many people hold so much shame to the fact that alcohol is addictive to them, to the fact that they do have a habit with alcohol. Our social stigma is so, is so has overridden our ability to choose health that we will not even come to that place of saying, you know, it's okay. I have come to have a habit and an emotional attachment to alcohol. It has done what it was supposed to do um, in its concentrated form. I now have a dependency on it where I think about it amongst all of these situations. And there is nothing wrong with that. It happens with sugar. It happens with sex. It happens with people, codependent relationships. It happens with things that are seemingly positive. People get dopamine rushes from exercise and running where if they don't do it, they will have an effect, um, a withdrawal effect from it. So you just have to be willing to say, you know what, this isn't working for me and I'm going to observe it without judgment because it's become too much of a habit. So you start to ask questions such as, do I even want this drink? Why? What will happen once I have this drink? Is this a taste, something that I really like or am accustomed to just because of the pleasure response? What are the benefits of alcohol? What are the drawbacks? What do I feel with alcohol? And what do I feel without alcohol? So the curious observer is simply the neutral witness, but with a deeper sense of inquiry, always with compassion and free of judgment. I can't hit this point home enough because it really is what is going to make or break your ability to stay with inspiration rather than deprivation and using inspired action rather than willpower and grit throughout this process. And so my favorite quote that I have lived by that has kept my heart soaring for my entire adult life with alcohol and without alcohol is from my teacher who I didn't get to meet in the flesh, Swami Kripalu. He was the guru of the school where I studied yoga is self-observation without judgment is the highest form of practice. And now I may have practiced self-observation without judgment for a little too long, but I do believe it was my saving grace. I do believe it is what kept me always tuning back into knowing that the wonder and awe of life did exist and it was there and it was finally that place where I was able to stop making excuses and start looking at my life from the place of the witness, from the place of the curious observer. Thank you guys so much for being here. Let me know how this goes with you. Please reach out with any questions, if you have any topics that you'd like to discuss. And if you're interested in sharing your story on this podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email and just put podcast in the headlines, mary at marywagstaffcoach.com. And I will see you next time. It's an amazing day. Talk to you soon. Bye. The process of unraveling your story outside of the confines of alcohol is truly a sacred and beautiful journey of the self. Rediscover who you are and a whole new world again. Stop by my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. 
www.thepowerofpositivityworkshop.com to get instant access to the on-demand workshop of my revolutionary five shifts approach. And while you're there, you can sign up for a one-on-one consultation where we will create together your life intention. This is the framework for which all of your decisions around alcohol are made from your truest and highest self. In addition to working remotely worldwide, I host private one-on-one healing retreats at my sanctuary in Mount Hood, Oregon. I can't wait to connect.